Hey, what's up, you guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to Sincerely Lee and Ray. I'm LaDerek Riel. I'm Aaliyah. And today we're going to be talking about... You culture vultures. All of them. Mm. Black, white, gold, sprinkles, everybody. But before we get started, like he said, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, share, 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 you selfish hooligans. But... So I want to start this off talking about Justin Timberlake. So you know the Super Bowl just happened. And because of that, um, Justin Timberlake has gone back, has come back, you know, onto the scene and talking about how when he basically snatched the bra off of Janet Jackson, how it was planned, but he snatched the wrong bra and exposed her nipple and how it really ruined Janet's career or it stopped her career, but it catapulted his career as the bad boy of pop R&B. And how Justin Timberlake has really profited off of the fact that he basically paused the black woman's career and made money off of soul R&B music. Because we all know the NSYNC days. He was not who he is today. He was a pop star, not an R&B star. Period. And I'm not saying that people can't change their realms, but I'm just saying you have to give just due to where it's due. Like, you have to realize and look at your career and be like, yeah, I've made most of my money off of black people. And so my question for um, Rayel today is, what is the difference between being a culture vulture as Justin Timberlake is sometimes perceived and how um, people like Bruno Mars are sometimes perceived versus someone who is actually celebrating and appreciating another culture? Like when Rihanna was on the cover of that magazine and she was celebrating Indian culture, but she got called a culture vulture because she was in traditional Indian garb and had traditional Indian makeup on, but she felt like she was celebrating and promoting their culture. So what's the difference? Um, or is it like a fine line or is it kind of a gray area? Like, basically let's start off with this. What do you define as a culture vulture? Honestly, I don't, you know, I don't define any, okay. The Kardashians are I was going to say I don't, but then I take that back. When you have people who actually just want to try to appropriate the black culture, but they don't stand up for anything that we believe in or any of the injustices that we have to deal with, that's a culture vulture. But people, when I think of people who are, you would think that they're black just by listening to them. Of course, Justin Timberlake. But then you got to think back to the 90s. You got John B. I, growing up, I always thought that was a black man. I singing. always thought that was a black man. And then there's a song. Oh, my God. It's an old song. But John B. never tried to be a black man. Like He didn't. He just, that's his sound of his voice. But he never changed his personality. He never changed who he was. He never changed the way he walked, the way he talked, the way he acted, the way Justin Timberlake did a whole 180 when he went solo from NSYNC. And totally changed everything about him. And, you know, that could be called as rebranding, but... Or we could just say that's actually who he is. Because, mm. you know, those Disney kids, they all got some, some issues. That but, is true. But know, the Kardashians, like, I feel like they're pure stuff. culture vultures. Like, I feel like a culture they vulture... Are. For me, I feel like a culture vulture is someone who appropriates the culture and doesn't give homage to who it came from. Mm -hmm. So, like... How the Kardashians um, with their fake asses, but they don't want to pay homage to the fact that, yes, we got our booties done because we like how black women have fat asses. Like, that's just a fact. 
or how when they um, stole different hip hop people's faces like Tupac and they started selling t-shirts, it was Kylie and Kendall in particular, they were selling t-shirts, but the t-shirts got pulled because they didn't get proper um, clear uh, clearance from those homes that actually owned that likeness of those people. Mm-hmm. But they were going to sell those t-shirts. But they've never, those two young ladies have never stood for black rights like you were saying earlier. Um, Kim is the only person that I've seen, but she doesn't stand for black rights. She just stands for just human rights, period, which I respect. But they made a lot of their money off of copying the likeness of black women. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they're white and Armenian. That's it. They're not black. You know, Chloe, that's out in the verdict, but... <laughs> I just feel like a culture vulture is someone who appropriates the culture of another person. Like the girl, um, what's the, the, the white girl that's crazy and got the red hair? Little baby or young... You know the little girl who hey her mama was on Dr. Phil? Oh, um... That little girl, she is a culture man. vulture. I feel like. I feel like she's appropriating blackness and she's appropriating the blackness of um, underprivileged black people and using that to make money. Her and the girl, Icky Vicky, or whatever her name is, Not she does. Icky, Vicky, well, Vicky. Yeah, well, Vicky. <laughs> she does the same thing. Yeah. To where, like, because I saw a video of her mom. Her and her mom dialect are totally different. Now, you could say, oh, you know, there's a school she went to, but you got to think about it. Her. Her mom, her siblings, all of them talk. Her, her mom and her siblings all talk the same, but all of a sudden, Vicky sounds like she's from East Atlanta. Yeah, I don't understand it. I just feel like people like who you're talking about—the girl from Dr. Phil, Bad Baby. Yeah. Whoa, Vicky, and the Kardashians and Jenners, and a lot of people who want to attract black men and be a part of that black culture. They think it's fun. They think it's a fad. They think this is in style. They think that's something that they're supposed to do and they can do. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it all the time on social media where they say, oh, well, y'all talk about us getting cornrows and all of this and getting sew-ins and having locks, but y'all dye our hair blonde. Sweetheart, baby, if you go to Africa, you'll see black people with But the thing about that hair. is y'all act like y'all invented cornrows. That's our problem. Our problem is That's not. That's why hair be falling out. And, and your hair texture isn't made for cornrows, sweetie. So it's not that it's not that we don't want you to wear cornrows. It's the fact that you look ridiculous with them because your hair texture isn't made for that hairstyle. Just like how our hair reverts from when it's straightened back to curly is because our hair wasn't made to be straight 24-7. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 we look crazy when we're, when we're burning our scalps. And I'm not, I'm not putting shade on nobody, but I'm just saying that's why we have to get relaxers because our hair is not meant to be bone straight. It's like y'all hair is not meant to be um, kinky. Some of y'all do have natural curly hair, which is totally fine, whatever, whatever. But the only thing about the cornrows and stuff like that and the locks is y'all act like y'all invented Like, I'll never forget when this high-end um, label, I can't think of what their name was, they thought that they invented bonnets and do-rags. <laughs> and I'm like, we've been wearing bonnets and do-rags forever, but now that you guys are appropriating it, now it's not ghetto, now it's high fashion. Mm-hmm. Now I can go to the New York Fashion Week and that's fashion or the Chinese slippers. I'll never forget, I saw the Chinese slippers. Oh my God. And I was like, wait a minute, the, the Chinese slippers were one ninety nine. dollars We supposed to store? Y'all selling those for $20? Listen, those little furry little flip-flops that the girls be wearing now, like, I've never understood why that came to be, like, such high fashion. Because I can remember my grandma and my cousins going to this little 
convenience store, like a little Korean convenience store, having mm-hmm. they used to have flowers on them, little other designs. And I used to be like, please don't wear this in public. It's good as fuck. Like, why aren't you wearing that? And now it's like everybody want to walk around these flurry, fluffy, fluffy ass mm-hmm. <laughs> flip flops. And I'm like, what? Right. When did this become? Oh, because some white girl did it. Just like champ, uh, Champion used to be in Walmart. That's true. But until y'all got rich people buying it, then, oh, oh okay. This, this is fashion. We finna do this. That's true. But when black people do it first... Oh, that's ghetto. That's that's ignorant. especially like that's nails, that's baby hairs. Now they doing baby hairs, and I'm like, whoa, y'all told us baby hairs was ratchet. But also to play devil's advocate, I think sometimes black people we have to make sure that we we don't disrespect other people's culture as well because we have to respect Indian culture, we have to respect Native American culture, Asian culture, just all different cultures. And I didn't, I don't. I might be, and even if we do things that maybe is, I'm trying to give the best way to say this because nothing belongs to anybody, but I feel like respect should be given to the originators. Yes. Just period. Like rap. You can't say that white people started rap. No. You can't say that white people revolutionized rap. You can say that white people are, they rap now. You can say that. But I feel like you just have to give respect where it's due. Just like if a if a black artist is inspired by a white artist, they always pay homage. We always pay homage. So I don't want people to think that we're just harping on white people or whatever, but we always pay homage when we're inspired by another culture. Yes. But it just feels like white people don't feel the need to give us our just due. They don't feel like giving us our respect. They don't feel like we deserve our nods. When we should, like literally we are the culture. Mm-hmm. We are the culture. Like, you can't say that anything we do, hell, we created the stoplight because we were driving y'all cars and we were tired of crashing into each other. And so we needed to make our job more efficient. That's why we created the stoplights, because we needed to make our job more efficient. Just like how we do everything damn else. It's because we want to make, we need to make something ours. And so when people steal it, that, that shit sucks. It's a lot of black a lot of black designers that don't get their just due, like, especially with these um, things. I think Fashion Nova is a culture vulture. I think Pretty Little Thing is a culture vulture company. Um, those companies that are bigger and they can mass they produce, can but they take black designs and then revamp them and sell them. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll, this a young lady, I, never, I, I see it all the time. Black girls come out with designs and they might charge $50, $70 because it's their original design and they're actually sewing it by hand themselves. But then a Forever 21 will get it, tweak one minute thing, or they won't tweak tweak anything. They'll literally reproduce it the same exact way and sell it for $20 because they can afford to sell it for $20. Mm-hmm. And now nobody's buying her stuff. And now everybody's thinking that she jacked off of, her, of Fashion Nova when really Fashion Nova jacked her. Yep. Those big, those mass producing companies, they definitely are culture vultures out here like, um, a lot of even these big companies like Gucci and them, they don't care. Like I, I think it's so funny how we wear Gucci down to the socks. No, we wear definitely. Louis V down to the socks. Like, and they don't care about us at all. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of Gucci or Louis Vuitton ever donating any money to black people. Child I know I'm getting a little bit off. Right, I know I'm getting a little bit off topic, TJ but I'm just Maris. saying we invest. <laughs> As a black culture, we invest a lot of money into these white companies 
and they don't invest anything back into our community. No. And I know I'm switching gears, but like that bothers me. That bothers me. Like Gucci Mane just like... got endorsed by Gucci last year. He's been Gucci Mane his whole career, and he just and even though he got his Gucci Mane got his name from his dad because his dad is big Gucci. But anyways, wow. He just got endorsed by Gucci last year. Wow. You know how much money he's made them? Wow. Just I think wow. like these big companies want to see black people get to a certain point in their career. And then they say, oh, we stand with black people. Like before Nicki Minaj, when did we ever see Fendi doing anything for black people? What have they done for black people besides give her a line? Exactly. And it's like they'll do one little thing and feel like, okay, we met our quota for the month or for the year or for this decade. We don't got to do anything else. And it's just like, like even like you said with Fashion Nova, like they'll get with celebrities like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion and they'll have them create their own little special line. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, we're doing this for black people. No, you're not. You're doing this because you know black people are going to want to buy from someone who's black. They're going to want, like, for Megan Thee Stallion. Like, my mom is tall. She has a hard time finding pants that aren't short on yeah. her. So, Me too, yeah. Of course, so, like, women who are taller than the average height for women, of course they're going to want to shop with Megan Thee Stallion's mm-hmm. fashion over line because it's going to fit tall women. And it's just like, y'all do certain things and then expect everyone to jump on your bandwagon. Just like, like you know, when we talk about the Kardashians, when they rock their cornrows, when they walk around with their fat asses, when they do all this stuff, they expect black people to just welcome them in with open arms just because y'all have and black children. And the fact that they date black men, yeah. And this is like, I don't knock nobody. I don't, we don't got nothing against the Kardashians. They're just a great example. I don't knock nobody. Get your, get but your I feel room. like, you know, a long time ago, like, I... I don't, I'm not going to say I hate when people talk about the Kardashians all the time, but if y'all wanted to support somebody, then y'all should have supported the motherfucking Westbrook sisters. Yeah. Because they were just as popular as the Kardashians, they but y'all didn't want to give them that. Yeah. Y'all didn't want to give them their flowers while they was on TV, but y'all rather support the Kardashians. Because India who was a think young Kim. Fun. Fun to just date black men, have black babies, but where, where do you see them? Where did you see them over the summer? Were they out there for the protest? No. But see, the difference between the Westbrooks and the Kardashians is they didn't have a Christian. Chris is a machine when it comes to marketing and branding. She is a machine. And I say that with the utmost respect because I have never seen a mother be able to brand all of her children. All of them. Did you hear me? Even Rob is making money even though we don't see him because he has emotional distress problems, which I definitely respect. And I hope he definitely is getting the help he needs because the way that they did that little boy, ooh, that's for another podcast. But we're going to talk about that um, that um, middle baby, that baby child syndrome because that's, that's real. But, um, yeah, like, if they had a Chris, but their mama wasn't a Chris Jenner. They mama was a regular lady. They daddy was an old thug. Like they had to try. They trying to figure it out, and it's like you can't. They they plan was messed up because they was betting on India. Mm-hmm. And India can't hold everybody down. Y'all, y'all gotta, gotta y'all gotta hold yourself down. Y'all gotta start. And y'all if y'all don't want to be out here wild, y'all gotta do some crazy shit too. 
Kim was the beginning, but then Courtney and Chloe was like, okay, we're gonna be wild too. And then the little girls, they was wild when they was little. So we was just waiting to see what they was gonna turn into when they got older. Mm-hmm. We was just waiting. Cause like, Chris set it up. But they sometimes didn't have a, it's okay they didn't have when a you got your itch, take your mouth. Take but it. pay homage. Like, all I want, this is what I want from the Kardashians. If people listen, like, okay, Leah, what the hell do you want from the Kardashians? I don't want an apology. I don't want any of that. What I want them to say is we've made money. We've made all of our money, well, most of our money, by appropriating black culture into our lives. Like, they can't say that they didn't. But that's all of America, and so they're never going to say that. Absolutely not, because why would they? Every music genre is influenced by black culture, and they're never going to give black people their flowers because they feel like they don't have to. Like, why? It's not being racist or anything like that. They just don't feel like they should. It's a little racist because black, um, black artists, their lyrics can be brought into court. But them country songs where the man say he gonna kill his wife and kill his dog and kill himself, you don't see him going to court. But if if Lil Boogie over there, he come out with a song about killing folks, stabbing folks, and stealing money, that's gonna go into court as Probably because Lil Boogie did. <laughs> but hey, them country, the white people are the are the number one serial killers. So we need to be looking at these country stars talking about they gonna, all their songs are depressing. Nine times out of 10, a country song is about somebody the lady done stole his truck, took his dog, and left. Most of the damn songs are depressing. Mm-hmm. And you telling me he ain't hit nobody? Okay. I think when it comes to black music and why they target it so much is because we've made a lot of black artists famous who were former drug dealers, who probably still sell drugs, who have been to prison multiple times for gun charges, drug charges. So it's like That's now... That's a podcast. Would you, they, survive, would you survive jail? John, no, I couldn't do that. I'm too cute. But, and it, and I'm, I'm not justifying it. I'm not saying that it's right. Find. Oh my God. <laughs> Y'all heard what I said. I wouldn't last a day. <laughs> and that's no shade to nobody. I'm being honest. I'm talking about the baddest one and the one that be like, that big up, Period. <laughs> I am Shirley. ready. What they do? What they do in jail? They put their pocket out to let you know they're ready. I'm putting my back pocket out. What you want to do? I'm here, Shirley. <laughs> I'm not dying in here. I'm, I'm going home after this sentence. <laughs> but go ahead. I cut you off. But I'm ready. But I'm saying I'm not saying it because I, I I disagree. Like of course. A lot of stuff that happens in our society is racist. I'm just gonna call it what it is. It's racist. But I also feel like if we want to stop being so targeted, there are some things that we gotta change too. So what's the things we should do? Um, for instance, you don't wanna get in trouble, but stop rapping about you kill somebody. So what should we rap about? Anything else. I was like, I'm for me. No, I'm not tripping. I agree with you. I'm just asking. For me, like, my dad and my mom, they listen to Tupac I was going to say, your daddy, your rapper and, on the low. Okay. <laughs> and, like, P-R-B-T. a lot of the music now does not relate to what's going on in society right now. Like, of course, in the 90s, you got people rapping. The Most of the rappers were drug dealers and killers. So, of course, that's what they go rap about. But you got niggas now rapping about growing up in the suburbs. Of Gwinnett. Of Gwinnett. Marietta. 
<laughs> Baby, you grew up in the suburbs. You didn't grow up in the hood. You live in Henry County. You what do you mean? Two car garages. Both parents in the house. A gated, making a hundred fifty thousand plus a year. A gated what neighborhood. You, mean? you you had it bad. You remember night she was sleeping on the floor. Like it's a lot I wonder of how they mamas feel. Like I, all I ate was a bread sandwich. And she no, probably was like, the freezer was full. Baby, that deep freezer. Or even packed. if it wasn't, then you putting your mama. Then y'all kind of be. I kind of feel like at the same time, some black people are kind of culture vultures. They are, because they want to be from the hood so bad. and Because I know it's mamas out there that's like, sir, you have food every day. Every day. Every day. You didn't grow up poor? What you mean? We had money. Or that you a fake gangster. We had Because you're trying to be... You had you're, a trying good to be, you're trying to be a rapper, and you a fake gangster. You a fake blood, you a fake crib, you and a fake And that's why I say it's some stuff, like, why are we rapping about this? You didn't live that Even life. Even the girls be lying, because I be like, now, you was popping what? Baby, you weren't popping pussy. You was in church every Sunday. Look, faithfully, what 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 Moses said the last time called a worship service? <laughs> Listen, you probably was teaching the little saints, like, in, um... Had the skirts below your knees and everything. And what are you saying? Some of us are culture vultures. Some of us ride the culture wave. I'm lame, so I, I can't ride nothing. Like, I'm just what it is. Like, I'm boring. Listen, I be in the house. Yeah. I definitely can't be no culture vulture, baby. What you see is what you get. Furry, furry. I just feel like. I just want people to give respect to the culture. Yes. And I love, but I do love seeing, so now we can talk about some positive. We've just been harping on these folks all day. <laughs> I love seeing people give respect to other cultures. Yes. I love it. And I love seeing cultures combined. Like, I like rap when it's when it's like rap and it's um, reggae or it's rap and it's um, Spanish music. I love that combination. I love seeing black people being able to be immersed in Greece and French or other all these other different cultures and languages and ethnicities. I love seeing everyone being able to being able to just learn from another culture. Like when, whenever I go out of the country, I love to be immersed in the other people's culture because it's something I don't know. And I always try to make sure that I learn how to say the basic words I need to say in their language, like please, thank you, um, or asking them for something like, because I want to respect you. Like I don't want you, because English might not be your first language. And I don't want to be that disrespectful to think, oh, you need to learn English because that's what I speak. Because people are like that. And I love just listening to their music and, you know, understanding them. And even sometimes maybe even talking to them just to learn something from their culture. So I'm so happy that, you know, I've had those experiences and that the world and that most people in the world are open to teaching you. As long as you're open to learning and you respect their culture, most people are open to teaching you about their culture. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wish white people would understand is that we want to we want to share what we love. We just want you to respect it enough to know we are crossing the line and to not cross that line to disrespect us. And for us to be begging for respect for year after year after year after year, that's why you get riots. I know I might be going off script a little bit, but that's that's why riots happen. Because we've been nice. We've been cordial. We've taken the spit. We've taken the dogs. We've taken the hangings. We've taken the, you guys, stopping us from buying houses. We've taken you guys, breaking up our homes. We've taken you guys, bringing crack into our neighborhoods. We've taken all this, taking it, taking it, taking it, taking it. And every year we just ask, can you please respect us? 
and the fact that even in culture, which we're talking about in movies, in TV shows, in clothes and hair, we can't even get respect in that either. So like we're just here as suppliers of your life. And you want us to be happy about that. Well, I'm sorry. The answer is no. Being a culture vulture will no longer be accepted. And I, for one, am here to call y'all out. And if you don't want to be a culture vulture, then you need to get with someone, whoever you respect, whoever you're closest to that's in that ethnicity or in, that's immersed in that culture, talk to them and ask them the best way to respect them. Just like how um, Colin Kaepernick wanted to bring attention to injustices in the black community and he asked a veteran, what's the best way I can do this without disrespecting veterans? And he said, get on one knee. That's still showing us respect and that's still getting your point across. So figure out who in your community that you're close to, that's inside of the culture that you wanna be a part of and figure out how you can appreciate and celebrate us while respecting us. You got anything, Rhea? You know I'll be preaching. (laughs) All I gotta say is, before we go, is like you said, pay respect, pay homage to the stuff that you're stealing from another culture. You guys praise it. Well, I'm not gonna say you guys. People praise People praise certain aspects, but they don't want to deal with the bad that comes along with what they're doing. And that prime example for me is Diddy and J-Lo. You wanted to be this black guy's girlfriend, you the Hispanic, you, you rocking the bandanas, you jumps, the sweatsuits, and it's like, when shit got real, you ran. Because it wasn't fun for you anymore. Things became real. You saw the actual struggles of what black people go through mm-hmm. because you were associated with a black man. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people need to realize that before they get into these relationships with certain white women. And what people in general just need to understand is you can't take on a culture that was meant for somebody else if you don't want to deal with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because now you look like an asshole. Because now you want to rock your corn cornrows. You want to talk like you're from East Atlanta. And when shit get real, you turn into, hi, um, I don't know what's going on right now. Right. But, um, yeah. No, don't do that. If you bout it, then be bout it. Be bout it. Bout it, baby. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Period. So thank y'all for listening to Sincerely and Ray. We hope that you take our words, and if you have a friend that's a culture vulture, now is the time to speak with them, let them know how you feel, and tell them no more. Will you sit by and allow them to make money off of your culture without giving you the proper respect? No, I'm for real, though. If you know a culture vulture, like, seriously, address it. We don't address enough of the disrespect that happens in our lives on the norm, on the, on the regular basis. We can address this. Because we can fix this. I see a, I see some light at the end of the tunnel. Some people might not even know they're doing it, which I think they do. But hey, let's play devil's advocate. They might not. But let's show them to the light. So thank y'all. And bye.
<laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you guys. You. Yeah.